Welcome, everybody, to the Bros and Consoles podcast mini-series, episode 27 of the Solo Gaming Updates. I am one half of your host, Nathan Choquette, a.k.a. Indie Ronin on PSN and most things you can find on the World Wide Web. Wow, I haven't said that in forever. <laughs> I don't know how often people even say those things. Do people even shorten it to www normally when they're speaking? I'm trying to think here. Nothing's, nothing's coming up. I assume the people just calling it the internet. Anyways, <laughs> how's everybody doing? This is coming at a um, late evening episode on November 12th here because November 12th is the day of the PS5 launch. That's right, everybody. I have in my possession now a PlayStation 5. I've gotten to play um, a few hours with it so far. It came in around, uh, I want to say around like 2 o'clock this afternoon. So, had some time with it, um, took and take some breaks in between, basically, took and some breaks in between, really weird words coming out of my mouth tonight, um, but took some um, time with the games there, I managed to kind of get things set up, started to download a bunch of different things, um, as I said that I was going to do originally, but I have a slightly kind of different list that I'm downloading here. Basically, when you kind of set everything up and whatnot, you have the option to transfer things over from your PS4 to your PS5. Um, obviously assuming you're going to be using the same profile and whatnot in there. Um, so I'm not going to change anything there. That's, that's pretty obvious. I think they even include in the package, make sure you know that you can use your same profile from PS4 and you can transfer it over, which I thought would be kind of a no brainer thing, but maybe people are thinking new generation, new me, you know? So <laughs> just, just in case people were worried about that, I, I transferred everything over there. Um, I did not transfer every game over. I did start transferring some of the save data and that actually just finished up a little bit ago. Um, cause I did that a little bit later. I just kind of jumped in some, into some games first and then decided to do the transfer while I was making some food and whatnot. So exciting now that everything that I need has kind of been brought over. Um, I basically brought over specific games in terms of like the save data. Um, when, as I was looking through the list of all the save data that I have on the PS4, apparently, um, I kind of did some like picking and choosing in terms of what I wanted to bring over, um, for things that I knew, from like memory that I wasn't super far in or didn't care if I had to start over and stuff. I just kind of left those things off. Um, because even in the end, I think I still had around like four ish gigabytes of, um, data that was kind of brought over as save data itself. So the actual amount of usable space on the PS five when I, oh, I'm gonna have to start getting used to saying PS five now. Cause I'm, I was about to say PS four and I had to stop myself. Um, the amount of save, usable save data on the PS five, was a little under what the kind of um, leaked amount had said. So we knew that the hard drive itself or the um, solid state drive was going to have about 825 gigabytes total in size. Usable size was up for debate. Um, The leak had said it was around 667 gigabytes. And while that did appear to be true in the beginning, um, immediately after turning on the system for the first time, I had to go through an update and I think it downloaded some extra um, software and whatnot. So because of that, the amount of usable space was I think just above 650 gigabytes. So even smaller than we had originally thought. Um, luckily I had kind of I had kind of planned out for that a little bit, but um, like I kind of normally do, I changed my mind on some of the things I wanted to download. And so I've kind of tweaked some things here and there. I still have a decent amount of space left over. I wanted to leave um, at least, I think, 100 gigabytes if it was possible. So at the moment, I'm kind of meeting that quota there. But 
as I start to download more things, it's going to, of course, become smaller and smaller. Um, I may end up just kind of getting a regular um, external hard drive and then kind of putting some of the PS4 games on there because really at the moment, all the things that are taking up space are PS4 games, um, except for the few like PS5 games, such as things like um, Astro's Playroom, Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, Demon's Souls, and also Bug Snacks. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing those all later. I have gotten to play a little bit of Astro's Playroom and Spider-Man Miles Morales have not gotten to play Demon's Souls yet because that one actually arrived um, this evening, um, probably around like seven o'clock or so. So I haven't actually gotten to start that one up yet. I'm probably going to do that right after this recording is done, (laughs) honestly. But man, I'm very excited. So far, just going through some of um, Spider-Man Miles Morales has been super exciting and fun. The story is really interesting so far. Um, The characters like that I'm, I'm meeting so far, man, I... I feel it's 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 interesting because in in the regular um, Spider-Man, right, the original Spider-Man from PS4, now they have a remastered version as well. I guess that's technically also one of the PS5 games that are taking up my um, hard drive space. But um, basically, the original Spider-Man game compared to this one, this one feels like it's got a lot more flair and kind of a bit more like fun added into it. Which is a weird thing to say because I already enjoyed the original Spider-Man game so much. Um, But what I mean is basically like the characters kind of have this like playfulness to them so far. Um, I I like meeting some of Miles Morales' friends, um, Genki, which is spelled a different way than I thought it was going to be spelled. Um, It's G-A-N-K-E, which I was was very thrown off by (laughs) when I first read the subtitles. Um, He's also got a friend, um, shoot. What's his, what's her name? I, I think her name is Finn. It's like P-H-I-N. I may correct myself next time if that's incorrect. But um, I just met her very recently. Um, we are supposed to go on a, like, quote-unquote, friend date. Um, you can clearly see that they are, they're kind of into each other a little bit, which is, which is really cool and, and cute. Um, but met, uh, met them so far. I've met the mom. I've gotten to talk with her. I really like the type of like dialogue that kind of goes on between the, the Miles and his mom. Um, it feels very like genuine and I don't know, it has this kind of like um, new feeling, which I, I feel like I didn't get a whole lot um, playing the original Spider-Man where um, obviously like Spider-Man has um, Aunt May and everything and then um, MJ and whatnot, but you don't really get a whole, whole lot of that kind of like, you know, like um, family back and forth banter kind of feeling there. Um, and one of the kind of like opening parts of the game here, you actually get some of that like family time between Miles and his mom at a um, kind of like Christmas dinner, um, along with Genki, who's staying over at your place for, uh, I think, a few weeks, and um, Finn, who the mom had invited over uh, because Miles hasn't seen her in, in quite a while. So it's really it's really cool and kind of like heartwarming and everything, kind of being in this universe again. And the nice thing is that uh, it plays basically exactly like the original Spider-Man did. So <laughs> I haven't had to kind of like pick up any like learning curve or anything. I'm basically just kind of kind of wiping the floor with some of the bad guys here. There are some new things to kind of learn about some of the bad guys, which are um, henchmen of uh, the bad guy named the Tinkerer. Um, they have these really cool like weapons that kind of just digitize into into thin air, basically, or out of thin air. And some of the ones you have to be careful of, or that I've having to learn to be careful of, are basically the dudes that have these giant like gauntlet things because they 
kind of they block everything and you don't have at least i haven't seen the ability to kind of like slide under them or anything but that's kind of where uh, miles morales's spider-man power um the venom what's it called venom fist something like that um that kind of comes into play here it was really cool seeing him discover that in the very beginning of the game i won't go into any like spoilers and stuff because i think it's a really cool moment for people who haven't tried it out but um, getting getting used to um, kind of using his Venom Fist and whatnot against these like Tinkerer henchmen because it kind of gets rid of their different like digitized um, abilities and whatnot or materialized, I probably should say. I say digitized because it looks like so like high tech and um, almost like it's basically just kind of like forming out of like nothing. But very cool stuff so far. Um, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty high on the game um, at the moment and I don't I don't. I don't know. This one actually seems like it could probably be really high up there in terms of some of my favorite games this year because the first Spider-Man game was amazing. And actually, I think I liked that one that year. I think I liked that one more than I did God of War, which is saying a lot because God of War is an amazing game as well. So very interested to see kind of where this one um, kind of like lands at the end of everything. But I will definitely be kind of notes to the grindstone to finish up Spider-Man Miles Morales as soon as I can because the end of the year is coming up real quick and I need to get this list made and everything. Um, aside from that, my time in Astro's Playroom was, man, very, very fun. I like the way that it's kind of showing me all the different ways that the dual sense has been integrated into gameplay so far and kind of ideas for how it could be integrated along the way. Um, that's kind of one big one of the big things I've noticed about the DualSense um, controller compared to like the the DualShock um, Four and whatnot is that the left and right triggers right now so not the bumpers on the top not L1 R1 but L2 R2 the the triggers there when I pull on the triggers I have to really like really pull on them sometimes um, because of the different. Um, what do they call that? Like the adaptive triggers, kind of like the feedback system going in there. So it's like you can pull it slightly and I'm used to just kind of that slight pull and kind of getting it all the way, um, I guess like pulled all the way basically on the DualShock controllers. But on the DualSense, I do that slight pull and it feels as if I'm all the way, you know, done with it. But then the thing I'm trying to do on screen isn't, isn't working. And I realize it's because I need to really like pull in all the way. And so that's a different thing that I'm kind of getting used to. That's kind of one of the main things I'm probably going to have to get used to is like getting getting to getting used to basically this kind of um, extra function of like resistance towards the end of everything, which I think is an interesting part of the kind of way the controller plays out and everything. But also like it's, it's pretty cool seeing um, this kind of come into play in Astro's Playroom. There's a section, I've, I've gone through one of the kind of like four worlds that are available in there. Uh, I went through the SSD, um, shoot, what was it called? SSD Speedway, I believe is what it was. Um, got to see a lot of cool like nostalgia trips and things there. SSD Speedway was basically all about like the PlayStation 2 kind of thing. So I'm finding like artifacts in there related to the PS2, like the actual consoles themselves, the um, PS2 controller, like memory cards and whatnot. Um, even a um, game disc that has a blue back instead of a black um, back or like a clear one, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but besides those things there, um, there's a section or a couple sections in there where you're controlling um, Astrobot or I guess his name is just Astro maybe. Uh, but Astrobot, as you're controlling him inside of this kind of 
it's like more of a 2D section where you're basically inside of a small like rocket car or um, rocket ship, I should say. And each um, of the triggers controls either the left or the right thruster on this rocket ship. And using that kind of like finer control with like not pulling it all the way on the triggers is kind of the better way to kind of navigate through some of these things. But if you just go ahead and go full blast and just you know, just yank both of them all the way down, all, all past the resistance and whatnot, then you really get to see, like, the power of, like, the thrusters in this um, little tiny rocket ship that you're controlling. So they had some really cool kind of um, ways to implement those things there, and I'm excited to see what other ways these things can be implemented for, like, future Sony titles especially, because um, they always talk about the bow, you know? <laughs> they always talk about the bow drawstring and being able to feel it and everything. So I'll be interested to kind of see probably the next one that would have that I would assume would be Horizon um, 2. Uh, I was going to say Horizon Zero Dawn, but whatever. Oh, that's right. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. There it is. I almost forgot the name for a second. But uh, that would probably be the next one that would have some kind of use for the like bow in terms of the adaptive triggers. Um, I do have the Pathless that I uh, pre-ordered as well um, a couple days ago and got to start playing on the PS4 yesterday. Um, so that one actually may have some of the use for the... Um, drawstring as well so i'll have to check that one out on the ps5 um the pathless very fun so far i was um very pleasantly surprised to see um how how good of a game giant squid has made this time around um i enjoyed abzu but it was kind of you know like in the like mid-tier indie scene i would say um it wasn't quite at the heights of like what um journey was and things like that but in terms of like indie games it was it was fun and, and interesting um, but not a whole lot going on in it. It was kind of very much so like a game like Journey, um, even though there was kind of a, a cool end like towards the end of Abzu itself. Um, but in this in this time um, with the Pathless, very um, I keep saying um a lot. Sorry guys. Very interested to kind of see how this story moves along. I've gotten through the first area. Basically, it's kind of a forested area. You have to fight a basically in this scene for the the game and whatnot one thing i wasn't expecting to have kind of dialogue going through this game and i'm very pleasantly surprised to see that all the characters kind of have their different voices and things they're speaking like nonsense tones and whatnot but or nonsense words and whatnot but the actual like subtitles on screen is kind of letting me know what's being said and everything um, it reminds me a lot of a Zelda game, a lot more than I thought it was going to. I believe there was some uh, people that had kind of talked about the game as being Zelda-like in its qualities, but I didn't realize how much like Zelda it was going to feel until I actually started to play the game, which I think is actually a good thing in this in this sense. The traversal is very fun. You basically are kind of just dashing. I find myself dashing all, the, all over the place and just constantly shooting arrows at these um, kind of floating markers in order to continue my dashing meter. Basically, as you're running, your dash meter starts to slowly drain. And if it drains all the way, then you, you have to just kind of walk places, which is not not the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to just constantly be moving and shooting these arrows and whatnot so that you can constantly have speed boosts and everything. When you get it the into the rhythm of that, it feels very fast and very fluid. Uh, I was kind of wondering, watching the uh, demo a while ago, or not the demo, but the, the more recent gameplay trailers, I was wondering how it was actually going to feel to play this game, and I'm very glad to say that it feels really good so far. So I was worried at first because of the way it was looking, but 
getting to kind of see the world itself and kind of the little tiny like puzzle mechanics in there and stuff has been very cool so far. So I'm interested to continue that one as well. Um, I'm probably also, for the moment, I'm going to focus on Spider-Man Miles Morales. I am going to get Watch Dogs Legion on the PS5 um, once I'm done trying out Demon's Souls tonight probably because I do want to finish that game up as well. But if I have to choose between the two, I'm probably going to go with Miles Morales every time. <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion has been very fun so far, but that's just kind of the, the level of polish that Spider-Man Spider Miles Morales has so far from what I've seen is it's just kind of leaps and bounds over Watch Dogs Legion. Um, Watch Dogs Legion has been a very special experience for me so far, but I know that even though I'm enjoying it a lot, it's not anywhere near like game of the year quality kind of thing. There are a whole bunch of different weird like bugs that happen. Sometimes some things that kind of bring me out of the experience a little bit. And then other times there's just kind of like dead zones of areas where I'm not, I'm not doing a whole lot. Um, last night I was kind of cleaning up some like trophies that I noticed are going to be, or I noticed were going to be kind of a pain in the butt later. So I started to try and do those. Um, I did manage to get it done. It was basically cleaning up some of the areas where I have to go and visit every single bar and um, basically like take a drink there. And also every single area that has darts available and play a game. So I finally went through and did all of those, which was, which was a relief. I know that there had been some places in there that I had previously visited and then had to revisit. So there are some weird buggy things like I kind of mentioned there, um, even tied with trophies. So a little unfortunate, but the game is still very fun. I'm enjoying what I'm playing of it so far. I just know that in my heart, it's not at the quality level that Miles Morales is showing so far. So if I have to choose which game I want to go through and play next or kind of complete first, it's probably going to be Miles Morales every time. Um, as well as probably Demon's Souls because, man, I have been waiting quite a while to go ahead and play the PS5 version of this. Playing a little bit of the PS3 version in the past like month or two was kind of like an eye opener of like, wow, this is kind of an old game. And then seeing the, what's it called, I think most, the most recent um, state of play that had Demon's Souls stuff in it, or it was basically just all about Demon's Souls. Man, I was very excited to kind of watch someone going through like the opening levels and just kind of seeing how everything looks now. So very excited to go ahead and get ready to play that. That one, Miles Morales and Bug Snacks are at the kind of top three of the list there for PS5 to be playing next. And then also, just because it seems like it's been a really fun experience so far, I'm going to have to go ahead and um, platinum Astro's Playroom. So I've got kind of a, a laundry list of things I'm going to be going through in the next probably few weeks or so. Definitely not going to finish up all of these anytime soon because I've also got other things that I've got to do, just like regular things like work, studying for tests, things like that. But very excited to kind of see where everything's going. A um, little bit of a shorter episode this week. And obviously, usually on Thursdays, I do kind of some new things that are going to be coming out. But because there are so many things out at the moment, I have not even tried to like look for the, the list to see what else is going to be coming out in the near future. Because usually I do that for myself when I'm looking out to see on the horizon what's coming up. But right now, my eyes are focused very much so on the PS5 lineup that's in front of me. So... 
I'm going to keep on playing through those games. As I kind of finish things up, I will give you guys uh, more like complete reviews, maybe even for like individual things. I may kind of go through some of the stuff for like Astro's Playroom and Bug Snacks if I finish those things up, depending on kind of how much time those ones take. And then once we get through Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon's Souls, um, if I can get through Demon's Souls, <laughs> that one's going to be tough because that one's got a high um, difficulty bar there. But we'll see. We'll kind of see how, how far I can take it and see how everything goes. If you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, um, or suggestions of things you want me to play on the PS5, let me know. You can always email in to brosandconsoles at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at IndieRonin. Um, usually try to get out information about the podcast if there's going to be kind of a later episode, or if I haven't said anything on episodes before this one. But other than that, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I thank you guys all for coming in and listening all the time. And get ready to hear some more about the PS5 in the coming episodes, of course. I look forward to podcasting for you all. And thank you all for your time and your attention. Peace out. <laughs>